I'm saying I think on most days yeah, I think that. I'm just hanging with like a three, three and a half inch flaccid dick down there. So I'm I'm definitely doubling. That's how you're going on a jog in like January with cold weather. You you don't have that. Yeah, I don't have that. Oh, I've talked about like my my dick will get fucking like one inch fucking big at at, at fucking like super cold weather. Oh, yeah. Like fuck yeah, he tightens it up. It's he pulls that shit in. It's going where the warmth. Yeah, is. he does. And that's very scary. But I'm a, I'm a, I am I am a six incher on masturbating hard on and fucking hard on is seven inches. Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks. Rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. <gasps> so cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. Greetings, cool boy nation, and welcome. To another installment of the Cool Boys podcast, fabulous boner moments in movies. Ooh, it's warm. I'm <laughs> Felk, and that's not it from. Was, yeah, it wasn't Star Wars. <laughs> no, no, because Felk's in the last episode. He said that, or maybe you'll just trick me into hating you, Ballard. That's how association. Like, oh, I don't want Felk to hate me. He's so yeah. angry when he hates people. I've I've been on podcasts where he's yelled at social justice warriors. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, your, your whole thing is like, I'm going to subliminally insert something you hate into your interactions with me. Yeah, exactly. So I don't want to do that anymore. So I put in a good quote for Felk. Oh. Oh yeah. From a great movie. That is from <laughs> Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Oh, it's warm. Ooh, it's warm. A two hour cutscene from a video game that was released in theaters. And it is not a two hour cutscene. Yes, it is. It, I mean, it, it looks worse than like cutscenes from 2013 from games. Well, yeah, but this movie didn't come out in 2013. No, it came out right after, right before 9/11. Yay! Yay! I'm Ballard. <laughs> I'm Noli. Uh... Guys, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm 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 drinking something fancy. I uh, uh -oh. shipped all the way from the East Coast of the United States. I'm oh. drinking Captain Morgan's Long Island Iced Tea Premix. What? What is that? Because I'm trying to kill off the bottle. Dude. Atta boy. <laughs> the last like 10 episodes, Phil, you've been drinking some weird, cheap shit. What happened to the days of your old fashions and your, your vodka sodas? Yeah. What happened to those, Felk? It's been fucking Coors Light, Bud Light, Captain Morgan's, Fireball. Fireball's not that cheap. Fireball's you cheap. You had Fireball. Fuck, no, you were the one who had Fireball. I've no, never I had, had Fireball on this podcast. Yeah, fireball. you did. I think you did. I had Fireball each time. It. Okay. And, and I well, sank it. Came well, I like am joining Phil tonight with ball. the uh, tea, and I am having another John Daly. Oh, and no. I can't stop having these. In fact, I made one for Emma. I'm like, well, first of all, I made my own. And then Emma comes over. She's like, can I have a sip? And I'm like, how about I just make you your own? And so I just made her a little one. And she's having the time of her life right now watching Vanderpump Rules and sucking down on a little bit of this John Daly. They're so good. So this time, though, I, I modified mine. I added blueberries, like frozen blueberries, and they stain the fucking drink like black. So it actually looks really gross. Oh, what refreshment? What's in that again? It's vodka. A John Daly is an Arnold Palmer. So that's iced tea and lemonade with a little vodka. And I am using Crystal Head Vodka again, as always. Dan Aykroyd's vodka. And guys, I'm not going to stop drinking them until you guys have one. They're so okay. good. It could be a while. 
But I'm also having. Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah, I'm not doing that. My classic gin and tonic with oh, an good. ice ball. Oh, two, man. Two drinks at once. That's... <laughs> yeah, two drinks at once. Yeah. And I don't have a big day shooting tomorrow. I'm just going to be sweating alcohol out my pores. All right, guys. Well, I'm uh, I'm going with the Glenlivet 15 tonight, and I got the bottle right beside me, so I will never run out. Wow. Okay. Enjoy your $1,000 bottle of alcohol. It's scotch. What is that? That's like a $60 bottle, right? It's like a fifty dollar bottle. Uh, that's not that. That is pretty good. That is pretty good. I yeah. think the most expensive bottle I, I have, I guess the pro- probably the Crystal Head. Yeah. Is that the French Oak? It is the French Oak Reserve. How'd you know about that? I know a little bit about alcohol. Um, my oh. most expensive bottle is actually a three hundred dollar bottle, and uh, at home, and we don't drink that bottle. It'll never be drank. What's the point of that? Yeah. What's the point of it? You know, you just store it to have it. Mm, I don't agree with that. No, most people don't, especially in earthquake and fire country. Like a laser disc collector. <laughs> a laser disc collector. Is that Ballard? Ballard collects laser discs too. No, Ballard doesn't collect laser discs. I collect Blu-rays and DVDs. I kind of like uh, the idea of being a laser disc collector. Yeah, doesn't laser disc have the like official Star Wars? Yes. Laser disc is still the best, the the highest quality uh, version of the original trilogy. Star Wars. On, on, yep. Undone. Yep. Of Star Wars. Yep. Glenn Evitt, 15. <laughs> I know. Long yeah. Island, iced tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Daly and Gin and Tonics. So, Cool Boy Nation, we are adding another podcast to our incredible catalog of content here on Cool Boy Central. And this new podcast that will run in tandem with the Cool Boys podcast is called Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. It will be me, Felk. Ballard and our old favorite cool boy Steve, who has joined us a couple times before for our Hard R Remakes episode and our Game of Thrones episode. In this new podcast, Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast, we will be discussing Batman, the animated series, and quite possibly all of the Bruce Tim and Paul Denny DC animated shows beyond Batman. Like Superman, Justice League, Batman and Beyond. You can already check out episode one of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast on this very same Cool Boy channel. And we will have more episodes of this new super hot content releasing every Thursday. So stay tuned, Cool Boy Nation. Yeah, so Noel, you're not going to be on this uh, Cool Boys podcast, uh, Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. He decided the the podcast was too straight. (laughs) It's too straight for me, guys. And uh, yeah, it's not gay enough. But I think you just more, you don't need to do what children do, right? And watch cartoons. Is that I, it? I, I don't, yeah, I, I'm not 12 years old like you guys. I, I don't watch cartoons anymore. I just don't have the time to watch Batman, the animated series. Again, I do remember it. It was, a, it was I have fond memories of it. It's a great show. Cartoons are for children. Suck it, Japanese culture. <laughs> well, Nolan, maybe you could join us every once in a while. Maybe for some, for particular episodes, if there's any episode you like, you're more than welcome always to jump in. We would love to have you. I love to talk about Batman. Well... Now that we're done with that ridiculous ad. (gasps) Guys, 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 guys. I just have one quick question before our boners get only fabulous. Would you rather score the winning points at the Super Bowl after handsome sports god Tom Brady hands you the ball and you run a 99-yard touchdown and end up sharing Super Bowl superstar status with Tom Terrific, Tom Brady, or 
fuck porn star queen and sex goddess Angela White hmm. once for only two minutes, and it sucks because you barely oh. get hard and you jizz like one pathetic droplet of cum into her precious belly button and she looks extremely what? unsatisfied and sounds quite frustrated when she says goodbye saying no it's fine it's fine i'm all good here now it was a blast i had a great time thanks bye for, for me, it's clearly number one, but I feel like this question is directed strictly at one cool boy. Yeah, you're just singling me out. Wait, Felk, I like Super Bowls, and I think I would go with the Super Bowl as well. So it's not <laughs> singling you out. In fact, maybe it's singling out Noli and I for liking the Super Bowl, which just happened. And congrats to Philadelphia Eagles or New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it like that. <laughs> is the Super Bowl this Sunday? Yeah. Yes. By the time this airs, it'll actually just pass. So watch another fucking Super Bowl. Great. <sighs> fucking Super Bowls. Fucking you like the commercials? I mean, I used to, but like last last year, I, I, no, every last year was horrible. And what doesn't make sense anymore is they put the commercials online like two days before, so you see everything already and the movie ads. Like, what the fuck? Are you guys excited about the Dundee fucking uh, Australian ad? Sure. Was I, I actually like? I wish it was a movie. Me too. I want, I've actually gone back and rewatched Crocodile Dundee just recently because of it. I don't okay. know what the fuck you're talking about, Dundee. I just know that last year it was like social justice in every single ad. And it was painful. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. The fucking Audi ad about the wage gap. And there's like fucking a lumber company makes a so fucking Falk, anti wall. Would you rather gain Super Bowl superstar status? I'll do the first one. I don't fucking give fuck a shit. Angela White. You're, uh, uh, if I win the Super Bowl. All right, that, that, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm winning, winning. This, I'm sharing Super Bowl superstar status, status with Tom Terrific and Tom Brady. I don't know who Tom Terrific is. <laughs> That's Tom his nickname. Terrific, it's Tom one Brady. of his nicknames. Okay. Tom Terrific. Tom yeah. Brady. Then I can probably have sex with Angela White. Yes. So I don't need the second one and a lot of other like really hot girls. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. That's the thing. I don't <laughs> know why Tom thing. Brady only fucks that the transgender supermodel Giselle. Um, what? You can get a much hotter cis woman. Allegedly. And Giselle's pretty hot. That's, okay, what, for a tranny? That's a microaggression, Bellard. Is she, is she a tranny? She was born a man. No, That's she not wasn't? Uh, I have from good sources. What? Called, called my, eye, my eyeballs. Okay, eyeballs. good. Okay. Allegedly. We got it. I think we have to say allegedly here few times uh giselle great ass great fucking ass yeah but like, she's, she's, she's pretty she's got a face that makes jamie lee curtis look like a really feminine girl hey do not do not shit on my mrs tasker hey <laughs> no i'm just saying a lot of people assume jamie lee curtis nice. is born i like to think of her as mrs strode all right guys oh. well that's the end of that would you rather very tame for you very tame for you ballard very tame yeah, well, I thought it'd be funnier because Phil could be all like, I don't know who Tom Brady is and Super Bowl, what the fuck's that? And all that other shit, but that didn't happen. I know who Tom Brady is because he's in Ted 2. I know who Brett Favre is because he's in the Something About Mary. I mean, I know who like, the ones who have crossed over are. I'm surprised you've seen Ted 2. I haven't even seen Ted 2. I haven't seen that either. Jesus it's a, Christ. It's, it's actually, it's got Morgan Freeman in it. It's actually pretty funny. It's not as good I, as the I, first I one. I didn't but. mind Ted, but Ted wasn't like, got me out going like I wanted to see Ted 2. That's all. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> guys, 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 guys. Would you rather 
But fuck 1985's Christopher Reeve dressed as <laughs> Superman after his spinal injury from falling off a horse, and you get to fuck his asshole bareback until you come, however many times you want. And since he's paralyzed, he cannot feel anything. You can do anything you want to him. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. While 1980's Michael Keaton dresses Batman, fucks your butt. Okay. Or... Fuck Ethan Hunt in the ass while Ethan Hawk fucks your ass. <laughs> so essentially, you're still you're fucking one guy while one guy fucks you in the ass yeah. on both scenarios. So, what would you rather do, guys? Who would you rather fuck you in the ass while you get fucked in the ass? I mean, like, there's a lot of details. So it's Ethan Hunt, meaning Tom Cruise's fictional character. Correct. Uh, but not it's not the fictional character of Batman. It's just Michael Keaton dressed as Batman. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And it's Christopher Reeve dressed as Superman, all paralyzed as shit and all that. Like, he was 1995 version, too. Like, that's not even like Superman, Superman. No, no. That's so he, uh, May 1995, he crippled himself. And, and so this will be after May 1995. So he's a, he, he's a handicap. He's still in yeah. good shape, though. <laughs> he's in great shape. And you get to fuck his ass. And he's dressed as Superman. I'll do that one. Yeah, you do the dress of Superman, get fucked by Michael Keaton. Well, that, those are, those, I mean, those, that's 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 the iconic Superman and Batman combo. Whereas, like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. Ethan Hawke, I don't really feel much shit towards him. Ethan Hawke fucks you in the ass while you get to fuck Ethan Hunt. Is that how it went? By the way, was, you uh, should probably establish that in the last episode we talked about Ethan Hunt and you thought we were talking about Ethan Hawke. Otherwise, this doesn't make sense to anyone who did listen to the last <laughs> episode. Yeah, so the idea is that you're listening to this after that because uh, you just can't get too much cool boy content. But um, I think the right answer absolutely is fucking Christopher Reeve because he's paralyzed. He can't feel shit. You can really go to town on him. And you don't have to lube up when you fuck him in the ass, you know? That's probably a Jesus great thing Christ. I would have I mean, if you tear his asshole, it can still get infected, even if you can't feel it. So. Whatever. Uh, you he can't feel it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, what does the wink, and wink, nudge, nudge mean? What else would you do? <laughs> what is going on? I don't. But bareback, dude. It's bareback fucking, right? Uh, you know? Oh, so you you're, you're fucking Ethan Hunt with a condom on? Yeah, I think so, probably. <laughs> yeah, Ethan Hunt's gotten around, you know? Your questions are too much. Um... You, I think you sold me on just Batman banging me in the butt. That sounds kind of fun. So this is what I would pick, okay? I would pick 1995's Christopher Reeve dresses Superman and 1980's Michael Keaton dresses Batman. Why? Because clearly right there is the clue. I'm a time jumper, and I'm bouncing around, and I pick up Christopher Reeve, and I pick up Michael Keaton at any time and period. So there's a lot more going on in this narrative than just me fucking Michael Keaton and fucking Christopher Reeve <laughs> at different time periods. I could be, I could be fucking like you know anyone in time at the same time as anyone else in time. I think that's kind of cool. But if, if okay, if time travel is not involved, we're children, and then we're having sex with like adults, which is pedophilia. I'm not a child. Who said I was a child in this? Let's if we're fucking time. 1995. No, no. This is like Ballard in like 20 years from now even. That's got the time travel ability. You just zip around time. I'm just saying, I'm just saying if time travel is not involved, this is very peculiar. Well, time travel is <laughs> not involved. I'm 14 at the most with Christopher Reeve. And yeah, and like fucking destroyed by, you know, 1980s Michael Keaton. He, he's going to destroy little Ballard's butthole. <laughs> this is awful. This is... <laughs> this one is Allegedly. Terrible. Allegedly, oh, not me man. too. Hashtag times up. Hashtag times up, Keaton. <laughs> cool boy nation. 
If there is a would you rather you would like us to discuss on a future podcast, please email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. Well, cool boys, I don't think you can get a more topical would you rather than that. Time to move on to our cool boys fabulous boner moments in movies. The setup is this. Each week, we enter 10 different fabulous boner moments relating to movies or actors into our cool boy boner hat. No one has seen each other's selections or knows each other's dark, fucked up secrets. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so it'll be a nice little cream pie surprise, even for us sometimes, every time a new selection is drawn. We will then reach so deep into the sexy boner hat, a total of five moments this episode at random and then talk about all the fabulous boners they gave us. Now, these benevolent boners could have sprouted because of one scene in particular, a specific moment or heroic shot, perhaps a musical cue, or maybe it was just some bodacious male buttocks glistening on screen that made your dick rise. (laughs) Now, one last thing to mention before we start popping some fucking boners. Each movie drawn will have a sexy discussion limit of 10 minutes just to maintain our peak juiciness, but more importantly, just so we don't get too engorged. So listeners, if a movie is drawn that maybe you haven't seen or possibly don't want spoiled, just try skipping ahead 10 minutes. Okay, boys, let's chum in this bitch and get the chum? hell out of here. Chum? It's cum, it's cum, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not chum. She's not a great white shark. <laughs> okay, boys, let's come in this bitch and get the hell out of here. Gentlemen, the first boner from the boner hat is, what is the most fabulous character played by Kurt Russell? Oh! <laughs> oh. This, this, I think this is my boner. This is, no, is. This is a Nolan boner. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah, my boners. Oh. And glistening. The perfect cut. What percentage, of, what percentage of expansion would you say your boner gives you? I, I, I actually can increase size by like not a hundred percent. It doesn't double, but like seventy five percent. I, I think I triple. I think I triple. Wow, that's a, that's really impressive. That's some that's some elastic. <laughs> you triple your dick size? He's a grower. That's a that's called a grower, not a show. But then so. how small are you then? Like on a, on a, at the on the day to day when it's hanging flaccid? Yeah. Well, does it, it doesn't matter because you're not really like. That that's not a factor in sex. It's okay, only how- well, like maybe tripling might be a little too much because if I'm if I'm flaccid like a three or three and a half, it's not growing to ten inches. I'm not a ten incher. Hi, Lance. I, I would. I'm definitely doubling. I'm I'm way more than doubling. Because I would say that I guess I qualify a little bit as 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 a grower, not shower. But I mean, I got a little something to show, so it's not so bad. I, it's just because uh, I recently thought of uh, Michael Fassbender's dick and like, how everybody thinks it's so fucking great. I'm just like, no, nah, he's coming out of a no. hot shower. That's just that's just like full length, but not hard. It's not that fucking impressive. That doesn't get three times as big when he gets hard. Are we oh, seriously yeah. having a conversation? We like started like way back in like episode four or something like that or five. This is, why, awesome. this is why I don't drink because I can't. I, have I to love be it. No, Michael Fassbender has a huge dick in shame and it's I don't absolutely think so. as big. I think and it's, it's not necessarily it's, like, see, I questioned your guys' dick size because I don't think you guys have six inch dicks like you guys said in uh, jerking off stuff. You guys said you had like six to seven inch dicks and I'm, I'm a six to seven inch dick guy. Oh, now. I can, I can get seven and a half on a good, really but, good day. Like, 
I don't look like Liam Neeson running around or Justin Thorough. And Felk was like, I can easily get to Justin Thorough's length. And Justin no, 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 I can, no, 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 no. I can easily get to Michael Fassbender's length. Justin Thorough. You said no, Justin no. Thorough back in Best of the Best, though. You said you could get to that. I don't. I will tell you, I've gotten out of some hot showers and looked across in the mirror and saw this, like, fucking long, six-inch soft dick hanging. I said, why can't it be like that all the time? I know. Well, then, okay, so you got, okay, so you long six-inch, but then you get hard at seven. So you're only growing one inch then. On that day, yes. But I'm saying, I think oh, on okay. most days, yeah, I think that. I'm just hanging with, like, a three, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Hot shower and all that there. stuff, and it looks so great. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely doubling. That's how you're going on a jog in, like, January with cold weather. You, you don't have that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have that. Oh, I've talked about like my my dick will get fucking like one inch fucking big at at, at fucking like super cold weather. Oh, yeah. Like fuck yeah, he tightens it up. He's he pulls that shit in. It's going where the warmth. Yeah, he does. And that's very scary. But I'm a I'm I am I am a six incher on masturbating hard on and fucking hard on is seven inches. <laughs> All right, well, let's next let's pull the next boner out of the hat. That was most fabulous character played by Kurt Russell. <laughs> And I'm sorry we went off topic there, Nolan, because this is your topic and that's rude. Obviously, the clock should start now. But um, yeah, no, to me, there's was not great, too actually. much debate here. How is it not Snake Plissken? John Carpenter's Escape from New York, the high adventure of the future. One man must go in where no man has ever gotten out. I have much Are more Are you kidding me? <gasps> really? It's, okay. It's, de it's definitely <gasps> not Snake Plissken. Okay, so let me let me bring it. Get you guys up to Captain speed. Captain Ron? <laughs> As a child, there was three Kurt Russell films in my rotation. Yeah, and what was one of them? I hope it Num was... Number one was a fabulous comedy where he met his wife, or his future girlfriend, Overboard. Mrs. Grant Staten III. Grant, I'm on the phone! Always knew what she wanted. I'm not paying for your mistake. And she always got it. You haven't got a single thing on this earth to do except for your hair. And... I love Overboard. I love Overboard. Great fucking film. Was on all the time when I was a kid. Oh, dude, I rented that shit all the time from the warehouse and the local like fucking uh, uh, movie rental store. Yeah. I Overboard, love Overboard. Great film. Yeah, yeah, the it really second, holds up in 2018. By the way, have you seen that there's a remake? Yes, there is. Yeah, with Anna Faris, I think, right? Oh, oh, it and they flipped horrible. The they flipped the script. It's now a guy she's seducing, like something. Yeah, because the reverse is really, really rapey. He fucked her, right? Like, <laughs> oh, taking yeah, advantage of a disability to, to it's fuck her. rapey. Yeah, it, the story doesn't really hold up in twenty. Who wouldn't? Like people who don't rape people. <laughs> <laughs> There's overboard. Then I got to go with another film that was on all the time, and it was Stallone and Kurt Russell. Oh, it yes! was Tango and Cash. Meet Ray Tango. He likes money. He's the Kong. To go, but doesn't bother with cash. Meet Gabe Cash. He won't dance around trouble and doesn't mind stepping on toes. I hate you, karate guys. Two of LA's top rival cops are having a good time staying in rhythm. Tango and cash. That's a duet, that's, though. That's that's not my boner moment. Yeah. But the scene it. where they jump. They're escaping prison and they jump. Yes, yes. With their belts. Yes, that, on the as a kid, cable. I wanted to have my belt off and just jump out and grab onto zip lines and. Zip and they have down. the fight with the inmate on the roof right before that too. Oh yeah, the big jaw motherfucker. Oh yeah, big jaw motherfucker. But Nolan, yeah. who's your favorite? That is not my boner moment. 
Oh God, I can't wait so to hear. The, it. I think I'm going to get so movie hard. Drawing it up from my childhood that was in my rotation with Kurt Russell. I only knew <gasps> him from these three movies. It would have to be. <gasps> How engorged are you? I'm so engorged. Say it. I'm going to come. It would be Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, Jack Burton. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of magic? The darkest magic. There's so many boner moments in that movie, but my boner moment oh. would be when he threw the knife back at Low Pan after he caught it and said, it's all in the reflexes. It's all in the reflexes. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I love Big Fucking Trouble in Little China. Dude, there's so many from this fucking whole movie. I just love how Are you Mortal Kombat came out of that movie. You're both picking Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. I know I'm definitely picking Snake Plissken for a character. So you see, this is the most fabulous character. Yeah. And I love Jack Burton. I didn't see Escape from New York, though, until well into like the mid to late 90s when like Escape from LA was coming out. So I had to catch up on it. And I was like, this movie sucks. Oh, God. Okay. Well, those are fighting words. Uh, Escape from New York is awesome. John Carpenter's Escape from New York, the greatest escape of them all, is about to blow the future apart. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is a slower paced movie than you would possibly expect by today's standards. I mean, there are there is a full five minute second segment where Kurt Russell kind of just like wanders around, gives up, sits in a chair. Uh, but that character is oozing character. From oh, the, for sure. Yeah, from the fucking just the the. I don't give a fuck about your president. You know, like all, all that. I don't give a fuck about your war. I don't give a fuck about your war. Or your president. He's perfect. Like that, he does. He has the least stakes of any like character in a action movie. Like compare him to like Han Solo's flipping. If, if he doesn't do it, they're going to kill him. Yeah, exactly. Like that's all he's. That's the only reason he's being the hero of the movie. That's so fucking yeah, badass. No. He's cool. He's definitely cool. But you know, honestly, I prefer to watch Escape from L.A. just for all its silliness and like really bad fucking special effects. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and it's got a ridiculous entry on the drone, but it's it's no. fucking good. It's a good movie. I love I love Escape from L.A. No, not L.A. Uh, New York. <laughs> that entry on the drone, like LA. by the way, is beyond fucking cool. You know that that's not CG, right? They shot that using models with fucking the goo from glow sticks or like glow in the dark stuff. I did not. on the strips. So they're actually they didn't have the technology because that was like Tron era, right? They didn't have the fucking money to to CG that shit, so they actually did it with models. It's really cool. I. I credit more John Carpenter and and um bad special and, effects. And Who did the matte paintings for Escape from New York? James Cameron. Did he really? Yeah. Exactly. I credit the I credit the crew for that movie more than I would give it to Kurt Russell. But for me, Little Trouble, Big Trouble in Little China is all Kurt Russell. And it's everything about him. I mean, it's his it's his love for fucking like Kim Cattrall, like who plays like the fucking hot blonde chick with the green eyes and like I mean, he's got great fucking lines like "witch low pan," the old basket case, like looking one on the wheels or whatever. And then he talks about like you know, like all his lines, even his like his little speeches in the beginning. When he's just like you know, when some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks at crooked in the eye and he asks you if you've paid your dues. 
Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. Like, that's fucking great shit for a kid to hear. You're just like, oh, dude, who's this badass who doesn't give a shit about the law or the land or anybody? And he drives a fucking semi, and he's a fucking goddamn cowboy on the fucking highways. That, I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, and it was then, your normal everyday man going up against a fucking Chinese ancient army. He, he was prevails. going against Mortal Kombat. Yes, but, and as a kid seeing Raiden and the guy who gets bigger and blows up, and who's the other the, I think the it's a messy flew. movie, honestly. But the thing is, this movie came out before Mortal Kombat, so it, this movie was a huge, like, influence on oh, the making sure, of Mortal, sure. Mortal Kombat. I mean, Johnny well, Cash is literally Jack Burton. Those characters were already in uh, Japanese animes, so, like, that was where that character, yes. that hat and all that stuff, and the name Raiden. But that's, yeah, exactly, but that's why they're in big trouble in Little China, right? Because they're, they're, they're playing on that. And the way they did the three lightning storm gods, like, that was awesome. I'm a little confused yeah. if if it's Japan or China in Big Trouble in Little China. Obviously, it's China. 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 What does that mean? Huh? China is here. I don't even know what the hell that means. There's a lot of Japanese culture in that movie. Yeah, the samurai. Yeah, they didn't get it quite right. <laughs> yeah. oh, I forgot about the samurai. Yes, the yes, samurai yes. Is and he stabs culture. him with his boot knife. Yeah. He falls down on his boot knife. Oh, oh yeah. I love how they have, like, the claw fucking weapons. I, I And I love that they have that moment where they're stuck in the alley and Jack Burton's in the truck with his fucking friend, and they're like, all of a sudden, all these like massive like like martial arts gangs are just like from ancient like war tribes are like meeting in this alley in San Francisco. Wang, these guys, these Singdings, Jiang Sings, they got enemies. Wing Kong, who wear red turbans. Holy shit! These guys are animals, Jack. And they just go to fucking town, and then the fucking three like rain gods come in and just tear up shit, and then. He drives through one of them in the truck, I think, if I recall. Yeah, and they live. Uh, but I don't know if that's a movie that if you watched it today, haven't ever seen it, if it would still work. But as a kid, it had everything I ever wanted to see. Crazy monsters, crazy special yeah, effects, so people weird. shooting lightning, gun battles, flying, karate fighting. It was oh, awesome. Yeah. Way to go, Jack. Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's... Big trouble in Little China. That's fine. You both you both pick Jack Burton, so there's gonna a lot of Jack Burton love. But I have to I have to ask, like, because honestly, Big Trouble in Little China would be like not even in my top five. Like this character from Executive what? Decision is really cool. Um, but like, <sighs> yeah, you mentioned what? Tango and Cash. No. Uh, but like, what about Stargate? What about Captain Ron? I love Captain Ron. The mighty Caribbean, home of romance, adventure, and living legends like Captain Ron. Let's hear the Harvey Bug. A man of courage and dedication, to whom the sea is more than a job, more than a calling. It's home. Captain, Captain, oh, Captain Ron would be like what about number McGrady? two, honestly. McGrady? McGrady? McGrady. From McGrady. It's McGrady, right? From the From thing. What? Uh, oh, no. yeah. I didn't see the thing as a kid, to be honest. Yeah. I, it was a lot later in life when I saw the thing. And All Stargate, of this started with Pliskin. All this started Stargate, with Pliskin. Stargate, you're looking at a, a, a father who's mourning the loss of his child. Like, he's not a cool guy. He played like, White Earp. White Earp's fine, but you know what? Doc Holliday's much better in that soldier. movie. Soldier. Fuck soldier. Okay, soldier? Soldier? You mean the sequel to Blade Runner? He, yeah, he has, like a, <laughs> he has like a number in that movie, I think. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think Kurt Russell's awesome and he's had a lot of great roles and I, I, I don't know if yeah, I, he has. 
really I love him in Death Proof, honestly. He's great. Death Proof, he's really good. He's really good. I love him in uh, Hateful Eight. He's great in that, too. I haven't and seen it's that awesome yet. to see him in the Fast and the Furious films now. Folk, Snake Plissken's a very solid choice, but in Big Trouble in China, you have a Kurt Russell with a mullet. You have a Kurt Russell wearing tight, tight jeans with cowboy boots and a tank top the whole movie. Whole movie. Yeah, why is he in that outfit? His, his boots are, like, his jeans are tucked into his boots. Yes. I mean, who, I mean, who does that? I, I can tell you one person who does that. John Sex. Los Angeles. A place where two crime lords have joined forces to leave their mark in blood. With an entire police force corrupt and the body count rising, our last hope is one cop with an attitude. This Christmas, sex is back. Right on. If you think one man can't make a difference, then you're dead fucking wrong. Ballard is sex in sex. Double penetration. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jack Burton. Huh. He has so many one-liners. It was just, he's, he's amazing. Snake Plissken's really cool, but Jack Burton's a guy you want to hang out with. I really don't, yeah. I, I really don't get like what, John Sex is made up. I think I thought I knew, knew exactly what John Sex was made up on because because uh, uh, I thought Riggs. like well I thought Dal yeah obviously Riggs but I thought there was a lot of Dalton in there and then I find out you haven't even watched that movie. <laughs> so I was like I thought you were, I thought you were channeling Dalton when you did the fucking Tai Chi and stuff. So I was like uh, Charles Bronson. There's a lot of Bronson in there. Okay, Bronson's great. Oh man, we should we should uh, we should do a topic. Oh, maybe Bronson. Bronson will be coming up soon. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he could be this episode. No, I think it's time <laughs> to pull a boner out of the boner hat. Yeah, do it. Second boner. Let me grab. I'm gonna reach in there deep. All right, hold on. I'm reaching it. I'm reaching. Pick a good one. Pick a good one. This one's. Oh, this one's nice and hard. I'm gonna pull it out. The boner is. <gasps> what is the most fabulous MCU in credit scene? I don't have one because they all fucking suck. Which is baffling oh, to me. Really? Yeah. You don't have one out of all uh, of them? Refresh MCU? my memory. They're so forgettable. I don't. I don't remember any of them. Uh, oh, I. Well, I mean, I don't want to like give away mine by refreshing your memory, but um, that's the whole point of this podcast to reveal your boner. But I don't want to like tease your boner with my boners. You know, I don't want Doc with mine's you right pretty now. obvious. Um, not yet, at least not until episode, not till boner five. But um, let me think real hard for a second, and I'll come back. I can to tell it. you a couple that would be my number twos. How about that? A bunch of ties for number two. Um, I really love Nick Fury showing up at the end of Iron Man. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I really fucking love um, Thanos at the end of Avengers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one actually. That's your, that's, your, that's, your, that's your boner. Thanos showing up? Yeah. Humans. They are not the cowering wretches we were promised. They stand. They are unruly and therefore cannot be ruled. To challenge them is to court death. I remember sitting with my group of friends, and I have a lot of geeky, nerdy friends. And I remember he turns to the camera, and I had a bunch of buddies, like, opening night, being like, who is that? Who is that? What was that guy? And I remember being like, 
I think that's Thanos. And they're like, what? And a couple friends were like, oh, shit. And a couple friends were like, I don't know who Thanos is. And I got to feel all cool because I got to tell them who Thanos was. And then I was right. Anyways, and it was like, for me, it was me. I meant Infinity Gauntlet. It, now called the Infinity War. I remember it because I remember thinking, oh, fuck. They're heading towards the Infinity Gauntlet story. And I remember thinking the long con on that. Um, and uh, I, like, and I just can't, I'm so I get so excited when I see that type of shit. When like I see like there's planning over a long period of time. For instance, like Batman the Animated Series, they set up Harvey Dent early on in the very first episode as just Harvey Dent. It's like the Batman 1989 movie where you literally have just fucking Lando playing Harvey Dent. And, like, there's nothing about Two-Face in it. It's just setting up Harvey Dent's in this world. And, like, I love that about that. They were just like, we're not only setting up the fact that this is the Avengers and there's a whole world on Earth full of superheroes. Yeah. We're literally leading you to this cosmic fucking universe battle for everyone's life. And that's where we're about to get real soon on May the 4th this year. It seems, like it's, taken too, it seems like it's taken too long if that was, like, one of the first big reveals from the Avengers movie, which was came out when? 2009? 12. The Avengers? 12? Yeah. yeah. Five All years right, it's ago. Only five, or, uh, it's only been like six, six years, whatever. Six years, um, yeah. But yeah, we got Age of Ultron next from the director who put that Easter egg in there. That was weird. Yeah, so uh, Joss apparently said like back when he took on Avengers that he would do it and also become like the the the, the runner of the creative content for Marvel at that period, that time. that Obviously, that ended after Age of Ultron. But he said he would do that because he wanted to do an Ultron story next. And I think what probably more than likely happened was that Kevin Feige gelled with that and was like, yeah, do Ultron and we'll play the long, like the long hand on this, the long con, the long narrative story with uh, setting up these Infinity Stones over 20 odd episodes of Marvel content. But um, I actually like that. It works. Yeah. Phil, how about you? The one, Nick, Nick Fury in the uh, showing up at the end of Iron Man. Jarvis. Welcome home, I am Iron Man. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Mr. Stark, you become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Huh. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. I didn't even know about it. I obviously... You just walked out of the theater thinking the movie was over and then heard about it from weirdos who, I guess, stayed in the end not knowing anything and uh, didn't see it till DVD. And I was just like, holy shit, they're really doing this. All those mentions of S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything. I didn't I didn't even get at that point when I saw Iron Man that uh, Incredible Hulk was going to be like have that connection. Um, and that is kind of cheating to say Incredible Hulk, but that would be because I'm pretty sure that the part with. Robert Downey Jr. was added in kind of late and maybe it was going to be an in-credit scene, but it's like, I know it's in the main movie, but like that was seeing him having just, you know, played a character in a Paramount movie, now in a Universal movie. That was really cool. The idea that like all these studios are working together. Mm, smell of stale beer and defeat. You know, I hate to say I told you so, General, but that super soldier program was put on ice for a reason. I've always felt that hardware was much more reliable. Star. General. You always wear such nice suits. Touche. I hear you have an unusual problem. You should talk. 
You should listen. What if I told you we were putting a team together? Who's we? Of course, it means nothing now because they're just all disparate. Um, I might yeah. be uh, the unpopular opinion here, but like, I don't like them at all. You don't like Marvel or MCU or end oh, credit scenes? Uh, I might have the unpopular opinion here, but I do not like these Marvel end credit singers at all. They're usually really shitty. You wait 10 minutes to see it, and it gives away nothing. Maybe it's something like super abstract. You have to be a super hardcore fanboy to even understand what just happened. Um, I want the movie to end when the movie ends. Don't give me these extra like little teases. Like Just put those in your movie as hints or something. I don't know. To me, I wait around... And I'm always disappointed. They're never good. The Nick Fury one was obviously something like, hey, we're doing something. Like, I think that that set the precedent. And ever since then, they've been like, fucking James Gunn throws in like just bullshit Howard the Duck things. Like, yep. you wait around for 10 minutes for that. And you're like, what the fuck did I just sit here for? Yeah, there's several yeah. that are just like trolling you almost, especially. Oh, yeah. yeah especially sure. Homecoming, because that was like with Captain America being like, we tricked you. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. and there's one the cast book. You said you didn't even see that because you did, you like walked out of the theater, and I actually sat yeah, through it. And I was, was like, yeah, yeah, Captain America at the end, just being like, yeah, patience, patience is this and that. And, no, you bring up a good point. And 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 to their point, to their credit, now they know that they're bullshit. So if there's anything meaningful, they throw it up within 30 seconds of the movie actually ending. Yeah, yeah. And then, then they throw the joke one at the end. It's just like. I don't know. To me, they're fucking completely pointless. Civil like, War had had good ones too, showing that like that's where that Wakanda is where Captain America and Bucky ended up. That was important because it, it informs you about what's going to be going on in Black Panther. I mean, we might see cameos from them and Infinity War. No, no, yeah, yeah, but also the the next end credit scene was Spider Man, and uh, at the end, that one doesn't add as much information. It just shows that uh, he has a watch that can do stuff. It shows it shows that we're likely to get more Spider-Man is really what it was because it ended after it ended the title card came up said Spider-Man will return yeah I mean, and um yeah no I really liked the uh, I guess 2008's Iron Man like I said and 2012's uh, the Avengers like I said but um yeah you're right they, there's been a lot there's been a lot where they've been like just they're kind of laughing in your face Thor uh, uh, the Ragnarok ends with just Jeff Goldblum like kind of jokingly just riffing essentially on set and I didn't even stay around in. for that one. Um, also, uh, uh, there was, uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. There's like a thousand end credits, and they're all bullshit. There's five. Practically, other, other than, there's five, yeah. yeah. Other than, um, don't uh, remember a single one. Aisha or hers saying, like, Adam's coming. Yeah. And then the last one is just Stan Lee, like, fucking just being like, guys, guys. It's like, yeah, we get it. You're about to die, and, and we're all going to be sad. Real fast, then, maybe this is a separate topic, but I, I want to do it real fast. Is what's the worst one? Because for me, it's pretty obviously a, a old Age of Ultron, where it's just like, hey, remember the yes. credit for Avengers? Well, now the yep. guy's going to get up and say something. Yeah, that was that was for me the worst what one, too. Was it? Which one is it? Age of Ultron 1, is, is, is it shows up, it's black, and then all of a sudden you start to see gears shifting kind of out of focus in shadow. And then you see this door open, portal open, and it's the uh, Infinity Gauntlet, and Thanos walks up to him and goes, well, now it's my turn, or something like that. Fine, and it's like, I'll do it myself. That's it, yeah. Fine, I'll do it myself. Fine. I'll do it myself. I wanna fucking kick your fucking ass. You know, shut up for a second, all right? And it's pretty it's pretty awkward. It's kind of horrible. Um, and you're just like, like, honestly, coming off the Avengers, like, Thanos just turning and smiling at the camera after he's like, you know, 
his 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 minions like you know to challenge earth would be like courting death itself and he's all like yeah because i fucking love death like literally he loves to fuck death he wants in the to comics. fuck death like, yeah death is a woman and he fucks her and he loves her oh there's and also a like, goddess of death in this mcu i wonder if that'll be a factor they're acting which like we not. talk about in our thor ragnarok spoiler cast cool boy nation check it out 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 Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. No! Check it. No! Check it out. Anyways, you're right, Noli. There's some shitty ones. But yeah, Felk, I would say Avengers uh, Age of Ultron uh, may have upset me the most because it was just useless. I don't even remember that. I uh, have no it idea. is. It's useless. I have no recollection of that. Super There's, useless. They're so bad. They're all bad. Besides yeah. the two you guys actually like beyond that, they're horrible. They they have been trolling us for the last few. It's been kind of ridiculous. Even Well, this, the trolling started with the shawarma restaurant, right? That was the first where it was like... It was a joke one. But that was funny. Yeah. That was actually funny. Yeah, that was that was when they were starting with the whole, like, we're not going to put the epic thing. Some of them are just going to be little breathers. Yeah. The end. Well, <laughs> they kind of started burning their own fans. And then, you know, Christopher Nolan was like, I'm not going to do that for DC. And Zack Snyder's like, yeah, we're never going to do that for DC. And then, of course, yeah. Suicide Squad comes around. They're like, we did it. Oh, did they really? Yeah. All right. Time for Boner. Number three. And I have that feeling this boner will be a grower, not a shower. Pulling the boner out of the boner hat. <gasps> this one's one of mine. And it is a question. A question? A most fabulous question. Just like so the words most fabulous in there. Is Jason Statham cool? This is a boner moment? A question? This, this is one of mine. And I'm going to say yes. Jason Statham is cool. I think he's a cool character, actor. I like the Crank huh. movies. Huh. Uh, I enjoyed the first Transporter, which I saw in theater and found it to be a very good experience. Okay, what, what's happening here though? This is this is this is not a boner moment. This is nothing fabulous. This is just, you're just asking us a question: If Jason Statham is is he fabulous? Is that what you're asking? Is, is he, he fabulous? fabulous? Well, what is your favorite huh. Jason Statham moment? And if you don't have any moments, is it because Jason Statham is not cool? Hmm. Yeah, okay. absolutely. The oil fucking fight in Transporter. Oh, God, that is really cool. Yeah, that is a really cool scene. So I think, yes, the answer is Jason Statham is fabulous. I, I think I first saw Transporter when I first realized I was losing some hair. Now, obviously, I have more hair than Jason Statham. But the idea felt, that somebody... Felt, plenty of hair. Felt, you, just, you just literally sound bald right now to anyone who's just listening. Yeah, so. and listeners, he has plenty of hair. He's got so much hair. Felt, you have more hair on your head than I have on my pubes. Yeah, I've, look at that. I've lost some. Okay, I've look at some. that. I've lost You're some fine. hair. I've, but the okay. point is, is that I didn't know it was going to stop here. Mm. For all I knew, at this age, when I was 21 and started like realizing, oh, I've actually lost some hair, which is an early age, it was scary. And seeing Jason Statham be so fucking cool with a shaved head, but with enough stubble that you knew where his like hairline was in Transporter, it filled me with hope that I could still be like a badass. And he wasn't like super ripped either. He just like, he still worked out. And then he gets the fuck hunting, running Rosie Huntington Whitley in real life. Oh, and and who else? The creme de la creme. Uh, what's her name? Kelly Brook. He fucked uh, Kelly Brook. Oh, oh wow. Well, he was yeah, dating her for right. years. Well, then that yeah. just makes my answer back when she was hot yes. too. Yeah. Well, she's still hot. She's a little fat. It's confirmed. <laughs> okay. Okay. But she was really hot. Yeah. Guys, 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 guys. I. Have to say he's fabulous because I remember young Ballard watching Mr. Statham 
have to fight a bunch of men all oiled up. <gasps> and they got down and they got gritty. They were covered in oil and it was slippery when wet. And I loved it. And I remember seeing him lay down on the ground and put his feet out. Is this a gay porno? What's, what's no, this is a senior transporter. And kick them all in all kinds of roundabout, round of kicks. And I was just, remember, my hand got also so wet. And it slid down into my roundabout, round of kick. And I fucking started just greasing it. The fucking What's Jason Statham. No, there's what? a scene in the transporter where Jason Statham is covered in oil, and there's oil all over the floor of like a warehouse or something. He's in. And he has to fight all these yeah. guys, and he uses the oil to his advantage by slipping around. Someone slips on on one side and punches the guy, and slips back and punches the yeah. other guy. Oh god! He's like fighting in zero G's yeah. on a two degree plane or, or ice skating. <laughs> Yeah, and at one point he puts the actual like uh, buckles on his feet so he can stand in the oil. He gets the advantage. Now Jason Statham has the upper hand. John Doe has the upper hand. And he takes out all the hired goons in France or wherever the fuck they are. And I love the transporter. And I fucking came all over the place when that movie ended. From the minute that fucking rocket was launched to the end of that movie when he fucking... Was it just what? he parachutes onto the truck and beats everybody to death? That's amazing. <laughs> Sounds amazing. No, and you don't like Jason Statham, do you? No, I got nothing against the guy, but like you're talking about Transporter. I saw it once. I don't remember anything about it. Uh, I liked him in Snatch. He was like the best part, probably. Was he Turkish? Turkish. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was great in that movie. When I see him in Expendables, I want him to get off the screen because I'd rather watch Arnie or Stallone. Yeah, like, I don't like. He's fine. He's. He, I'll. I'll say he's fabulous, but like, he will never sell me on a movie. Crank. I think those movies suck. You oh like my god, I where, love Crank. I you love like the Crank. scene where he fucks like Amy Smart when they're like on drugs, right? That's amazing. Well, yeah, and he, he fucks her on a horse death track. Out the helicopter at the end of Crank One. Spoiler alert. I love Crank and Crank, Crank Two. Uh, he, he I've just, never seen Crank Three. He's an actor that does absolutely nothing for me. Oh, wait, there isn't a Crank Three. <laughs> That's why I haven't seen it. Uh, his intro in one of the Fast and the Furious was actually really cool. Which one? Felk, remember how I set up your uh, PS3 uh, uh, icons for all your movies? And for Crank 2 High Voltage, I set up your, your icon as him just turning around on fire, flipping off the camera. I do remember that. Some of those, some of the selections were weird. I picked a lot of intense moments. What was the you one could, I picked you for? You could change like, those? You could change like the little thumbnail it gave you? Ballard had yeah, a lot of like fun the, like altering yeah. my my early 2009 media experience. He definitely curated Netflix for me and made sure all the uh, all, all yeah all the previews on all the uh, videos, movies on my PS3. How did, wait, you just went over to his house and changed that shit? Yeah. Oh yeah, like I would I set up his uh his um uh prison Shutterstock. What was that Leonardo DiCaprio film? Shutterstock Island. Shutter, Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Shutter, Shutter yeah, and he, Island. And he was like shooting all the Nazis dead. I made that his thumbnail, yeah. Felk's thumbnail. You were the one you did for the road? And then Felk, what did I do to your Netflix account, Felk again? What did I do to your Netflix account? Well, you also let's not, let's not forget uh Vigo Morgenstein as Dick in the road as the, as the, the repeating thumbnail for that one that was yeah. probably my favorite <laughs> yeah but uh phil what was the netflix queue stuff didn't i put some wonderful things in your netflix queue you put every gay movie uh, in, in my netflix queue and uh, rated them 
it, well, so he, he put them all in my Netflix queue, so it kept suggesting uh, all these gay interest movies to me. And there's a, in like 2010, streaming and gay on Netflix, you weren't getting fucking like, call me by your name or any like high produced shit. You were getting like <laughs> shot on video, like my boyfriend Derek <laughs> is mad. Name. Like it, it was shot on like video and like 67 minutes long. It was just shit uh, with a lot of like gay ass cheeks. And, and I, I gave those five stars. For you. See, that was the thing. that I knew they were in my queue, but I deleted them all. But for, like, years, it would still, like, say, like, I think I was gay. And I didn't realize that he had <laughs> yeah, rated every single gay movie five stars uh, on, on I just Netflix. Realized, I just realized that Derek is a really gay name. Derek is a very gay name. Sorry, Derek's out there, but your, your name is gay. Sorry, gay Derek's. Too. Why? Why, are the, why the gay Derek's? They're the fucking, they got Monopoly on the situation. Well, all right, gay derricks. Tone it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's good. We're done. I think that's it. That I think that's it. All right. Yep. Well, pulling another fourth boner out of the boner hat. <gasps> what is the most fabulous monster in Monster Squad? You know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad. This is Ballard's boner, and it's a hard, it's ra- yeah. it's raging. It's definitely Ballard's. He's gonna rage. Uh, if you want to go first, that's fine. But I, I know my answer right now. Oh, dude, Wolfman's got Nards. Yeah, exactly. When I saw Wolfman reconnect oh, really? his body and came back to life, that that he was the monster that gave me the biggest boner. He jacked yeah. me up. He jacked Absolutely. me up. Absolutely. For sure. No, he was amazing. He was fucking like, okay, first of all, for 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 little boy Ballard back in the day. I'm just like, partial to Wolfman. I dressed up in my second grade fucking Halloween like party as Dracula. Cause I remember thinking Dracula was all about getting down with the bitches and fucking some sweet pussy. Check it out. Yeah, no, Dracula. This is second grade, right? You're like eight years old. But I always I longed to be werewolves. Like, I love the idea of being a werewolf. I don't know what it is. The idea of changing into a fucking animal. Like, I would love to be a dolphin. Like, I don't, I just, I I think the idea of, like, becoming this, like, feral creature that looks so cool and that always wore, like, a ripped jean jacket and ripped jeans. (laughs) Like, I fucking love the idea of just all, like, the Canadian tuxedo torn and this hair sprouting out of every hole. And then the guy's snarling. He's hairless. I'm hairless. It's yeah, true. You just want hair. My beard. That's why I have a beard. It's because, and I grow as many pubes as I can. It's not <laughs> you too. It's not that amazing. No, t- to be no. hairy. I will. Uh, but all I wanted to be is a werewolf. And then there's two different kind of werewolves, right? You have the werewolf with the dog snout, and then you have like Wolfman, right? I mean, the Wolfman has a man's face with just a lot of hair on it, but the werewolf has a dog snout. And this fucking movie, Monster Squad, had dog snout werewolf. And he had a, mm-hmm. he didn't have a, a ripped denim t-shirt or a ripped denim jacket. He had a white ripped shirt, but yeah. button up. But he had I don't know, did he have jeans or did he have he, just he had jeans. He had jeans. He had jeans, okay, good. But I loved it. And he got shot to death. His introduction is him being shot to death 
right? Because he fucking challenges the cops. He's all like, fucking take me in and save me and put me in jail or whatever. And they're like, bang, 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 bang. Lock me up! And, they, and then they take him to the fucking morgue. And all of a sudden in the fucking, you know, coroner's truck, whatever they call it, a hearse, I guess, right? Or what are they called? Uh, what's it called? Ambulance? I don't know. Uh, he, he fucking all of a sudden starts growing, like moving around and his hands and then he fucking truck. kills the ambulance driver <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. And then they blow him up and he comes back together. Like Noli said, and the fact that they kick him in the dick as a child and they said, Wolfman's got nards. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking God. Wolfman's got nards. Well, so, I mean, they all have nards. I mean, the only one who wouldn't is probably... The creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, I, I, Frankenstein might not have functioning ones because he's mummy might not have nards anymore. Yeah, I guess and Frankenstein anymore. might not have them. Dracula's got a dick. I'd rather be Jack Dracula. Give me the amulet, you bitch. The only thing I'm taking from this is Ballard said he's so hairless that's why he grows a lot of pubes. This confirmed. That's I gotta admit I didn't fully grasp all what was being said there. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> that's, drunk. that's all I got from this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm. Why do you want to grow so many pubes? Ballard values body hair a lot, like currency. My answer is Dracula because Dracula fucks. Does he fuck in that movie? Gets down with the bitches. I'm like seven, dude, I, or six. I don't get a fucking boner from Dracula thinking, oh, because he fucks. You're mm. uh, you're advanced sexual being. Why do you think he had those three bitches locked up in the closet so he could fuck them anytime he wants? I'm not thinking that as a kid. I'm Wait, thinking. Did we he have like hot, hot bothered like, vampire girls in that movie? I don't remember. Yeah, the vampires. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, he had he had some girls with him. Oh, then I'm always gonna pick Dracula in that. In that case. Yeah. Swamp Thing came out of nowhere, so he was kind of cool. And horse, not Swamp Thing, Creature from the Black Creature from Black, and horse shot him with a shotgun. Yeah, is a cameo, but it was it was cool. He doesn't cameo. do much in the movie. No, no neither he, does the mummy. Really, it's one scene. Yeah, that's too bad. I like the scene in the movie when they're the dad's like all yelling at the kid. The kid's like, "There's a monster in my closet." There's a monster in my closet. Damn, son, look. All of these monsters. Listen, you are not going to sleep with your mother and me tonight, so you can forget it and keep this up. And you're not going to look at those monster magazines. Understand? The dad's like, shut the fuck up, kid, and go to bed. You don't fucking tell me what. And then, like, later, like, it pans over, and it's like, there was a monster in his closet. It was the mummy. Right. That's a cameo, too. Dracula is definitely the star of the film. Yeah, he's Iron Man. Monster Squad's a great film, though. Uh, but yeah, Wolfman gets my boner. For sure. Every day. <gasps> Very weird that the Dark Universe didn't even have... I guess the mummy is Tom Cruise was going to be their Iron Man. Bullshit. Yeah, well, originally Wolfman... Benicio Del Toro's Wolfman was going to be their Iron Man, too. And that didn't work out either. Yeah, that didn't work out either. And then Luke Evans' Dracula was going to even be their Iron Man and yeah. didn't work out either. I think I think yeah. halfway through that, they were like, this is not going to work as a launching pad for our franchise. We need we need a star. We need a star. We need a Tom. We need a Tom Cruise. <laughs> I love the Dark Universe logo at the beginning of The Mummy. Yeah, it's too bad because honestly, I'm, I'm because they didn't do Dracula, I was always guessing that Dracula was going to be like their Thanos. 
or at least they're Loki. Like, yeah. like he would be who they fought in like the fifth movie so that, when they all team up. But uh, yeah, I got nothing against their idea. The idea is sound executed terribly. Well, they should. I don't even know what their idea is. To be honest, they should have made horror movies, not action movies. The Mummy uh, kind of works as an action adventure, but like you can't you can't then do that with like. I, I don't even remember who else they had. They had Invisible Man, right? Uh, that was going to be yeah, Johnny Depp. Yeah, what are you going to do with that? Johnny uh, Depp. Guys, so I have a question for you. Yeah, Johnny Depp was Invisible Man, right? They had Frankenstein yes. and Bride of Frankenstein. That was Angelina Jolie and Javier Bardem in one movie called Bride of Frankenstein. So I, I honestly didn't follow Dark Universe in the news much. Um, did they did they ever announce any plan at all or idea it's, of like storyline? It's done. No, yeah, no, I know it's no, over no, no, now, they, but did they ever like announce like – like uh, back in Iron Man, they kind of slightly announced, like, "Yeah, we're working our way towards the Avengers." Yeah, they, they announced the Infinity that. War. They announced no, that. They, they, took, they, they took a picture and put it in Vanity Fair. Yeah. And said, "This is what we're doing." And there was no stories. There's like no directors attached. Just some writers. There was Bill. Never... Bill Condon was attached to Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, okay. And he's pretty good. Yeah, but they said like, "What were they saying?" I'm tell, tell me. I'm asking like, tell me what the the layout was. I don't. They know were what gonna the plan do. Was. They're, yeah, they're just just exactly like Avengers doing like. Uh, individual movies. Next up was going to be Bride of Frankenstein, where it's like an origin for her, Frankenstein, who's Javier Bardem yeah. is pre-existing, and it's Angelina Jolie. And I th- Wait, I, Frankenstein I th- or Frankenstein monster? Well, Frankenstein's monster was was Bardem. I don't think they cast a Doctor okay. Frankenstein. Yet. Yeah, and I think I think Russell Crowe was supposed to be like the Nick Fury, and all of them like yeah. Doctor Jekyll being like the one that recruited them all. Correct. And then, and then after that was going to be Invisible Man with uh, Johnny Depp, and I think that was the one where they're. That or they had a fourth one unannounced where they were going to introduce Dracula as a main antagonist. My favorite part is just go look at that picture. They're so fucking confident. They're so confident this is going to happen. Really? I got to look at it then. Wait, so Dracula was going to be the main antagonist? That's legit? Like Dracula was the main bad guy? Yes. It's in the Vanity Fair article. I did not know that. Wait, why the fuck would you go with Invisible Man so early on? That's so weird. It's a good, it's it's an easy power to grasp. But it is kind of weird that, like, so we wouldn't see Johnny Depp, like, most of the movie. Oh, yeah, they look super confident. If we, if we got Johnny Depp's boner, though, like, we got Kevin Bacon's boner, then I'd be okay with that. Kevin Bacon was going to be somebody? No, Kevin Bacon played an invisible man in the movie. In Hollow, Hollow man, man, you saw Kevin Bacon's bacon. Oh, yeah, yes, that's true, yes, yeah. Hollow Man's actually not a bad movie. And it's nice to see the invisible man as a villain rather than a fucking hero like all these characters would have had to have been. I still think they should have fucking done Tom Cruise, honestly, as the villain of the whole story. That would have been awesome. No, they want you want Tom as the hero. <laughs> nah, fuck that. Make him the villain. He's never been a villain other than Collateral. And he's great as that. Uh, interview with the vampire, which you touched upon. Yeah. I think he's the hero of that story. He's also the villain of Rain Man. He's the villain of Rain Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> he doesn't fart in the phone booth. I think Rain Man's a villain of Rain Man. Uh, Rain Man, he's coming for you this summer. What is the line? The Rain Man always sang to me. No, it isn't. Is that really what he says in the movie? Something like that. When I was a kid and I got scared, the Rain Man would come and sing to me. Rain what? You know, one of those imaginary childhood friends. What happened to him? Nothing, I just grew up. All right, go ahead. Go with Fifth Boner. Final boner. Final boner. Final boner. And I'm happy to see this boner finally randomly selected. <gasps> My boner is, what is the most fabulous weapon from Aliens? Aliens. This time, it's war. 
So, Aliens. The movie Aliens has the Colonial Marines, plethora of weapons, some things that aren't even supposed to be weapons, improvised and used as weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of military guns created from uh, camera equipment. The fucking Steadicam? Mine is, yeah, mine is a smart gun because it, it uses the Steadicam thing. It looks so cool. Even though he's oh, a shit character, awesome. it's used by Drake. They ain't paying us enough for this, man. Not enough to wake up to your face, Drake. What? Is that a joke? And Vasquez. And Vasquez. Hey, Vasquez. Have you ever been mistaken for a man? No. Have you? <laughs> Great characters. Vasquez uses it with the ammunition against military orders, therefore proof, which, you know, it damages the reactor core and ends up almost killing all of them, proving that Vasquez is a terrible Marine. Where's Basky? Where's Basky? Let's rock! Who's firing? God damn it! Order to hold fire. <laughs> no, she is not. As is Drake, because he t- he also takes some of the the ammunition she gives him, even though they are under express orders not to use that ammunition because it could damage the reactor core and kill them all. They do it anyways. She's too badass. Oh, <laughs> it is too bad. But I still think because the way the gun moves, it moves like it's it's weightless. Even though obviously that's not how steady cams work, and there was a lot of weight on these people. Uh, I think it's I think it's cool. Now everybody, I'm guessing you guys are gonna say the pulse rifle, or nope. the or the power loader. Nope. Oh. Oh, the power loader is a weapon. The power loader. Power loader is used as a weapon. An improvised weapon, still a weapon. Okay. Wait, you, grab you, stake, changed, you grab a stake. You, you grab a stake. You grab a stake knife. Yeah, you just changed everything for me too. You grab a stake. You grab a stake knife and go at somebody. It's an assault weapon. In a, in a you court mean of like law. in the first act of Aliens okay. when they do the steak knife game? That is a weapon. Do it, Bishop. Hey, not me, man. <laughs> yeah, you. Hey, come on, quit messing around. Don't come move. On. Trust me. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. Thank you. <laughs> funny man by the way was that what's what's the name of that game i always want to call it stab scotch it's called hands <laughs> in red and like red dead redemption it's called right? the knife it's like game hands? it's called the knife game and a lot of other things too but i like stab scotch i like stab, stab scotch, scotch sounds great sounds great Wait, um, uh, 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 what was your exact weapon again, Phil? My weapon is the smart gun, but I, I, yeah. I honorable mention to the the, the pulse rifle because the pulse rifle is like the definitive yeah. like sci-fi military gun. Felk, the M56 smart gun was probably young baby Ballard's also <laughs> favorite weapon because it was so fucking badass. But um, if you're going to talk about improvised weapons and bring things like the power loader in here, I, I, for me, it's clearly the M41A pulse rifle mixed with the M240 incinerator unit that Ripley busts out at the fucking third act. And she has a fucking flamethrower rifle with grenade launcher as she rolls mm-hmm. up on the queen in all of them eggs. Mm-hmm. Here, here's my problem with the, even though that is so cool having played Dead Space which is the closest thing I, you can get by the way no one I'm playing Dead Space 3 again right now um, by the way Felk I would have said smart gun if you didn't say improvised 
Oh, okay. Uh, the flamethrower isn't that useful. It, it doesn't like it, it, it's so short. She distance. burns a lot of fucking eggs. She yeah, she burns the eggs exactly, but she never takes out an alien with it, and she just holds back. She doesn't have to. She, she doesn't she have to. to. She uses the grenade launcher. She holds those. back the yeah. queen with it, but like bullets would have been way more effective and possibly even killed it. She just was out of bullets, so she had to use the flamethrower. So it's like the flamethrower is not that good a weapon against aliens. Are we talking about specifically how it was used in the film or just the weapon in general? How it was used in the film primarily, but I mean, other applications do it as well. Okay, here's the thing. The smart gun used in the film is a horrible weapon. It sprays alien acid all over the fucking place and, and hurts a lot of fucking people. It's yeah. one of the worst weapons they use. In fact, I, I mean, really, that's your most fabulous boner if used only in the film and the like. No, that's I, in general, because the colonial Marines don't know what they're getting themselves into. Well, like, then in general, if I'm just chilling with all my ammo and all my fucking like gas canisters, then the fucking flamethrower and pulse rifle is the best. OK, and no one uses the pulse rifle. No, neither. Oh, what's your? Oh, what is yours, Nolies? Mine would have been Ballard's choice, which was the makeshift pulse rifle flamethrower combo, which was a fucking amazing. And the moment that's so bonerific is when she tapes it. Oh, when she tapes it? Oh god, it gets me jacked. I love. I I'm love a sucker for loading up scenes. I love me a too. Good it is, scene. That is arguably, and that movie has two. Because it's like a, a two-part scene with that little brief in between. It's best in the special edition where, like, she's loading up on the fucking uh, the the carrier plane, whatever it's called, dropship, and, and then she has that moment where you know she, she changes names with Dwayne Hicks, Ellen Ripley, uh, yeah. and then continues, you know, locking and loading on the uh, on the elevator. Oh, speaking of Hicks. It's set up even earlier in the film when Hicks has a special little let me show you how to use a pulse rifle moment with her. Hey, I want to introduce you to a personal friend of mine. This is an M41A pulse rifle, 10 millimeter, an over and under 30 millimeter pump action grenade launcher. Feel the weight. Okay, what do I do? Also, shout out to Hicks's shotgun because he's allowed to use it because it's old fashioned shotgun. That's right. What does he say? What does he say again? Keep this around for close encounters. I'd like to keep this handy for close encounters. I heard that. Shout out to that movie's third act, which is like one of the best third acts in fucking cinema of all time. I actually think Alien's second act is my favorite act of that whole film, but I love that third act, and I agree with you. It's like one of the best third acts of all films. When's the second act start? When they go into the hive? I would say after the hive, everything went down in the hive, and when they're just like trying to live in that world for like okay. until the dropship comes, I think that's the second act. Yeah, the the third act begins when they notice the the vent the emergency venting, and they have a ticking mm -hmm. clock. The second yep. act is when the movie really begins for me. The third act is the culmination of just some of the best fucking cinema I ever put on screen. You always were an asshole, Gorman. Yes. So, back to that. God damn it. I love that look fucking Ripley gives the queen too before she like lights mm -hmm. everything on fire. Oh my God. Like, oh bitch. Yeah. Oh yeah. You fucked me, bitch. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. So oh. when Felk threw in the power loader, uh. now you change everything because my boner moment of that movie is when she steps out of the darkness in the power loader and goes, get away from her, you bitch. That line to me is the movie. Yeah. That line. That line gets me fucking. I've seen that movie 30 fucking times. And that line still jacks me off. 
Get away from me, you <laughs> bitch! You were the titular, the fake titular lines where it was, get away from her, you aliens. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's mine. The, the power, once you, you mentioned the power loader, that's everything to me when she comes out and says that. I mean, that's that's the most bonerific moment of that film. And if you're including that as a weapon, then that's my, that's my choice. It's the moment where you finally had your human characters able to compete one-on-one uh, yeah. on one with the main villains. Aliens. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. What are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Well, we better stop talking about all these fabulous boner moments in movies. Ballard's beautiful shaft is making it hard <laughs> to concentrate. I'm not sure how much longer I can hold this. My breathing is getting heavy like Miles Dyson, and we all know what happened there. An explosion of robot cum everywhere that left the world a little more gay than before. And we wouldn't want that. No, I have enough hot stubs grabbing my teenage cock at the 24-hour fitness sauna. Too late. Nolan is now pumping his hot iron rod like he's gripping a dumbbell. Oh, no. Ballard's pre-cum is beginning to blossom. What's the secret to his ooze? It makes me happy. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Cool boy nation. Tell us what you think about this episode's fabulous boner moments in movies. Also, if you have any questions or any more insight on our fabulous boners, then let us know. New episodes of the Cool Boys Podcast come out every Tuesday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook group us at the Cool Boys Podcast. Email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. Please rate and review us on iTunes, and you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and The Cool Boys Shoutout on our normal episodes that air every Tuesday. You can find The Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content, Batman and Beyond, The Cool Boys Podcast, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon where the cool boys have an uncensored discussion about Batman the Animated Series with some bat tips and bat nips. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy nation. Till next time, it's Bizies from Fun and Fancy Free Felk. Whoa. That's Bizies from Bada Bing, Bada Boom, Ballard. And that's a final Bizies from Not So Fucking Week, Nolan. NSFW. NSFW. Not so fucking weak. Not so fucking weak. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... The setup is this. 
Each week, we enter 10 different fabulous boner moments relating to movies or actors into our cool boy boner hat. No one has seen each other's selections or knows each other's dark fucked up secrets. (laughs) I know Ballard's. Um, So it'll be nice. (laughs) What's mine? You know. No. The thing outdoors. What thing outdoors? With all the grass around. <gasps> this is how psychics do. They cold read. <laughs> I know. Fucking the thing outdoors, the grass around. What the fuck? Yeah, go ahead. So, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not comfortable with that. Uh, no one has seen each other's selections. Oh, <laughs> so it'll be a nice little cream pie surprise, even for us sometimes. Every time a new selection is drawn, we will then reach so deep into the sexy boner hat, a total of five moments. That's Gibberish. five selections this episode <laughs> at random and then talk about all the fabulous boners they gave us. Now, these bo- now these benevolent boners could have sprouted because of one secret in particular. Scene. <laughs> I guess because of one scene in particular. Dark secret. <laughs> Now these benevolent boners could have sprouted because of one scene in particular, a specific moment or heroic shot or heroic <laughs> shot, perhaps a musical cue, or maybe it was just some bodacious male buttocks glistening on some fucking boners. Wait, oh, glistening. What? No. <laughs> no, what's going on? This read is horrible. I'm drunk. I've been drinking. I don't, this I is why I don't it. fucking I drink. It. It's hitting me I right now. It. Perhaps I'm. Perhaps a musical cue, or maybe it was just some bodacious male buttocks glistening on screen that made your dicks rise. Now, yes. dicks, one last pearl, thing. Pearl, dicks, pearl. It's not even written dicks. What? <laughs> made your dick rise. Your dicks. I, the alcohol is all hitting me right now, and I've been drinking long. I love long it. Islands are alcoholic, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dick rise. <laughs> now. One last thing to mention before we start popping some fucking boners. Each movie drawn will have a sexy discussion limit of 10 minutes just to maintain our peak juiciness. But more importantly, just so we don't get too engorged. So listeners, if a movie is drawn that maybe you haven't seen or possibly don't want spoiled, just try skipping ahead 10 minutes. Okay, boys. Let's chum in this bitch and get the chum? hell out of here. Chum? It's cum. It's cum. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not cum. cum. She's not a great white shark. <laughs> okay, boys. Let's come in this bitch and get the hell out of here. Gentlemen, the first boner from the boner hat is... Time out. Time out. Time out. All right. That whole fucking read is the Easter egg. That's the whole... That whole read is the Easter egg, and I'll cut you... I'll cut it smoother in the episode. <laughs> I am going to keep drinking. I'm going to keep. I am going to keep drinking. Get some cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. There's a monster in my closet. I'm going to fucking kick your fucking ass. You know, Christian, shut up for a second, all right? Christian, Christian, Christian.